Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes. Welcome to High on Homegrown. I'm Marge, and this week we're joined by uh, Mackie. Do you want to go ahead? <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's Marge. You see, everybody, it's Marge. We tried to mix it up, do something a little bit different there. Something. I suppose it, it takes practice. You got to know the script for the intro. I know. Right. I've only heard it like six thousand times, but yeah. But I guess it, there goes to professionalism. I guess you know whatever. No, that was oh. perfect. It's perfect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, as you already know, we have Marge. I feel like I almost nailed it, but not quite. After listening to you do that. So the second time through. So, so close. close. I forgot the yes, yes, everybody. How could I not include everybody? And anyway, you know what? Even the thing is, Marge, even after all this time, you, you sometimes when I do like the interview, I have to record the intro separately. And I'll be like, yes, yes, everyone. I'm like, is that right? Is that, that's not what I say. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you know, so it's one of those. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. sorry, Marge. There we go. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. This is uh, Marge, uh, second time through. Coming at you from Central Canada, Ontario, to be specific. Host of Bite Me, the show about edibles. And just really glad to be here today. Nice. We also have Monkey Do. Hey, everybody. Monkey down here in the Southeast U.S. Not doing the intro today. Not at all like that. But just kind of enjoying a regular old Sunday down here in the South, you know. Hope everybody's got something nice to smoke on. And I think we have some special guests this week, don't we? Special guests from the deepest, darkest depths. (laughs) Of the UK, we have Billy the Ballbag Bonds, aka the Roving Reporter. Yo, what's up, Billy? What's up, bro? Yes, up, man. Good, good. Nice in Cornwall here at the moment. Been quite a reasonable day. A little bit chilly, but sunny. So all good. Nice to hear a professional sort of intro for a reason. It was good there for the first ten seconds yeah, or so yeah, until I got bit, involved. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not bad, not bad. We try. The effort is always there. Right. Yeah, so we are... Uh, sorry, Billy, you were finished? I was just going to say hi to all the guys in chat, really, because I bet they're all surprised I'm here. And like, yeah, hello. He's infiltrated the panel. That's right. <laughs> and this is something we want to start doing a little bit more of, everybody, is getting some of you listeners out there on the panel for the news. This is episode 101 of news. Now, we want to try and treat it a little bit like a series three kind of thing, because we had series one way back in the day with a different structure. Then we've had series two for the last couple of years. And you know, we've done uh, the three episodes a week, but that's going to be changing a little bit now because it's a, uh, it's a lot of work doing three episodes a week. So we're going to try and cut it down to two episodes a week, not do the grow guides for a little while. Uh, and we want to try and get some of you guys out there from the listener land out here onto the panel, just to come and discuss the news of us. What else is there? There's lots of things, man. Lots of things. Well, we'll, we'll talk I, I about guess, that more. Sorry, I guess Marcus. we should should uh, maybe tell them a little bit about what our, our the news we found out recently about Down Under. Oh, Are yeah, go that, that one too. Yeah, 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 that one. It's kind of like we should really lead with that maybe, you know, as, as why we're doing a lot of these changes. Yeah, yeah. So Bubble Huck is not able to join us anymore, unfortunately. Yeah, it's good for him. He's out. He's, uh, you know, he's doing well. He's working hard. 
He's got that new job. He's just taken up a lot of his time, so he's not able to join us. And, you know, quick shout out to Bubble Hawk. And he's always welcome when he gets time off. If he can be bothered to get up at six o'clock in the morning and come and join us on a fucking Monday, then, you know, he's always welcome, man. He's a good friend of the show and will remain so. But he's out there just earning money as you as you're supposed to do. So, yeah, good dodging nature and staying alive in the back in the back mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. of ours. Yeah, about... professional socks all week. Yeah. It's not like <laughs> no more bubble, uh, no more bubble hockey. He will be back at some point. You know, it's just when he has time to. He's a busy guy. Yeah, he's yeah. uh, he's re- he he basically sent us a message saying that he's kind of open end on his return, basically not knowing when that's going to happen. So mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, shares open whenever it happens. It happens. That's right. So we want uh, some of you guys to jump in and, and be on the panel now and again. You know, just a special guest guys kind of thing. So let us know if that's something you're interested in. So you back guy. I've got my dress socks on today. That's it. Back <laughs> and yeah, all three that's of them? it. That's it. Yeah, all, all three of them. Okay. Just three socks. <laughs> Just three socks. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately, that's uh, what's going on with Bubble. But he will be back in the future at some point. Just when he gets started. Do we all you know. smoke a joint, Australian yeah. style? Does that mean we have to stand on our head or something? In the UK? Uh, well, since it's on the bottom of the earth, I guess you got to light yeah. the back end of it first and smoke, yeah. it, smoke it from the, smoke, from the smoke it backwards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> smoke the thin end to the fat end. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reverse cone it damn right yeah so that's that one sorted um there's no more news to add before that really until we move on to the news we, we do have some good news articles today we're also going to try and finish the future cannabis news episodes with a happy or funny news article so we can leave it all on a nice cheery note and we have a nice special one for you all when we get oh, to uh, when Not we get really. to the end of the news, Ugh, that's a, that that article. Oh yeah. man, it's it's a really shitty news article. But oh, we'll, we'll tell you more about that <laughs> when we get to the end of the news here. But it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. So, quick shout out there, there to Billy. Thanks for joining us, Billy. It's good to have you on the panel, man. Thanks for coming to yeah. join us and chat some shit with us. What are you smoking on? What you got? Um, I'm actually smoking some of Monkey's seeds. It's the strawberry oh. cough. Smoking um, seeds, bro. Yeah, well, not these seeds. One of the plants I grew from it. Cool. It's the Acapulco Gold Strawberry Cough. And uh, you're the first one that has actually told me that that one's finished and been been sampled. Yep. How do you like it? What's it like? And it's uh, this one is sweet onion. I would onion? Say. The, sweet? Yeah, sweet, sweet onion. Quite sweet nice, caramelized actually. onion. Yeah, in a Ooh. way. <laughs> um it went a bit purple as well yeah. because of the cold. So I think that could maybe have something to do with how it tastes as well, possibly. Yeah, the uh, strawberry yeah. cough did have a lot of purple in that pheno that I used to yeah, make. Yeah, that, that, def- so that definitely has come out. And uh, yeah. I, I actually think it's quite nice, actually. Interesting. It's just past the uh, dealer stage. So it's all like pretty much crispy and dry to smoke. So it's. I would say just that, past um, the dealer dry stage. Yeah, just past the dealer dry stage. There you go. Nice. Um, it's the the buds were quite nice, chunky, smelly. The living soul done it good. There's nice. Cool, man. There is pictures on Discord of it, and I'll put a fresh picture of the buds up when. Nice. Uplifting or her, uplifting or couch lock. Um. I don't know, to be honest. I never, because I smoke all the time, 
You get, I, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah if you yeah, understand, yeah. you have to be a recreational user, or you have to have a, a a break from smoking to sort of get that. I'm just constantly on cannabis for painkilling. It's quite good <laughs> for pain. Do you know what I mean? I've not noticed so much pain where I've been using it all day. So, I have been using it with the Gilbert Super Silver Haze as well, which is quite nice. So, but yeah, Damn. it complements it. It goes well with the two. So. Yeah, look at it, Billy it, out here growing all this special stuff with, with special yeah. seeds and stuff, man. Nice, yeah, love it, man. <laughs> nice. What you got, Marge? You, you on some edibles today? I do have some edibles. Actually, I have a little Turkish delight, which I might snack on in a minute here. Your favorite? Jeez. Now, is, it, is it infused though? <laughs> yes, it is. Oh yes. <laughs> I didn't make it though. I, I that is an experiment I won't be trying again. So. <laughs> <laughs> such a waste of ingredients when it doesn't turn out the way you want it to so yeah and mm. then yeah i don't know i have a selection of weed i'm not sure what i'm gonna pick yet mm. maybe a little crystalline entity possibly sweet i'm looking yeah. at making some gummies that's uh yeah. that's gonna be my mission of the next couple of weeks i got some coconut oil uh nice. just, just uh doing all the maths trying to figure everything out and then we're gonna just just gonna make some we've got some uh, gummy molds, little dinosaur gummy molds. Cool. <laughs> nice. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to be strawberry flavor. Oh, I only want them to be like five to 10 milligrams. So I'm not looking at making them very strong because, you know, if I want it to be strong, I can eat 10 of them. I cannot uneat a 50 milligram edible. Uh, just <laughs> you, know, you can slowly eat 10, five milligram edible. edible right. Yeah. I would rather do that anyway myself mm. than have like one tiny little edible and be like, well, okay, that was good. I'd rather eat. Like the ten edibles or the Mackie. ten guys. Do you remember Damn them cool. little strawberry sweets? The the like the one and two penny sweets, which were strawberry ones. They were like soft, chewy ones. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I I'd love edible ones of them. Yeah, I I like the cola bottles. You know those. And I saw yeah, there's some really they, cool they recipes where you, you can just um get jelly uh, and that's uh like Jello. You guys call it? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just add gelatin to that and turn that into gummies. That's yeah. the easiest way to do it. Uh, yeah, you Marge, can't do that. That's not really a gummy, Mars will tell you. You know, it's more like a, a you're basically eating a piece of jelly, not not a gummy. Yeah, that's it's a simple jelly mix in. But it's the easiest thing you can possibly do as far as making it edible, in my opinion. It's like it's no work. Yeah, gummies can be a little finicky, but mm -hmm. yeah, the jello-based ones are definitely more like eating a piece of jello, but edible angel delight. But I, I'd make those Jello-based ones frequently, and I, and my friends love them. Actually, you know, like every time I break out the container and, and share them, it's like, yeah, they, they may not taste wonderful, but your friends will love them. Right. I'm not sharing them. Jesus, oh. no, I know you wouldn't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, my, we know to bring a few to a party, a birthday party, once or twice. You know, yeah. uh, my my mother's been having trouble sleeping lately, and I don't want to smoke it, so I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to think she might be able to make some use of it. Hopefully, help her get some sleep. But anyway, what are you smoking now, Monkey? What you got? Uh, I've got nine edibles, nine gummies in my hand. Uh, there's no, no worries there. Do it, four... do it, do <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I plan on it. There's only four milligrams each, so we're only talking about 36, 37 mils. And do it, some, man. Uh, Slap them all, Monkey. Do highs. it. Do it. <laughs> well, as soon as I get off the microphone, I will. No problem. Oh, you're going to wait until later. Okay. okay. No, no, no. Right now. All right. Okay. Nice. He's going to mute so we don't just hear him chewing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some ASMR from Monkey Doo. There you go. There you go. 
Yeah, man. So I think we're all ready for the news. There's nothing else to add here right now. So we'll move on to the news stories, I think. Are we all ready to go? Ready to do that? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Let's do it. So here we are for this week's cannabis news and events. We have, uh, I think, do we have uh, five stories, six stories? We have plenty to be covering today. I don't know which one we should start with. Anybody want to jump in and volunteer for the first story? I'll go, Carl. Go on, go on, Billy. You can do it. You can do it. Well, I'll start with like a shortish one. Um, this is basically uh, in the UK, a wonder drug. Is the UK ready for a green rush of medical cannabis? So, <laughs> this is printed in the Guardian and the Observer in the UK. So they basically the same paper, pretty much just got the same writers crossed over. So mm. uh, here we go. In the US, medical cannabis is a multi-billion-dollar industry, as obviously we all know. And basically, saying the UK is one of Britain's top secret growing facilities, is now starting to kick grow a lot more sort of thing so you might not quite notice but britain is in the midst of a cannabis revolution it says as potential to reshape modern medicine it's happening quickly and quietly with all the scientists and doctors ushering a new era of high-tech flower power as of today over 60 60 countries have legalized a form of medical cannabis since november 2018 and obviously the same as in the UK. Some 30,000 people have been prescribed cannabis for conditions ranging from arthritis, epilepsy, all sorts across the board. And at Cure Leaf, um, Harley Street, some guy, the reporter met Chris Cohen, right, who's the CEO of this new facility. And um, it's in, they've got night, uh, sorry, he's been using it, cannabis since the 90s. Yeah. In Warwickshire is from, so he's been using it for PTSD all the time. So he's set up a new facility, and um, he's been using this drug for like what 30, 40 years, sort of thing. So since until his thirties and forties, then he set up this facility, right? And in this facility, there's over one hundred thousand square foot, over two hundred cameras, state-of-the-art cannabis strain facility, high sky high fencing, airlock doors. And number plate recognition. To visit it, you need an NDA, so a non disclosure agreement must be signed to ensure fuck? no details emerge from top secret location. Its fast grey buildings have no exterior signature or branding, ensuring anonymity. The only slight giveaway is the company's co founders, Paul Allison, accept it's the stench of cannabis wafting out across the, like the industrial estate. Uh, they've planned to put a high tech filtration system in. But it's like, whoa, what? Uh, it's, to me, that's a bit surprising, really. It's like, how, how, how have they not put one in? Because like, they don't fucking have to, mad. do they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? It's... Yeah, I mean, ask yourself, uh, would you use a, a smell filter if you didn't have to? I wouldn't. No, Especially but the fucking size the, of one you'd need for one like that. Yeah, it's really? just, the smell is going to be get the complaints of, like, if, uh, I stand in my garden and smoke it, sort of thing. You get complaints from the neighbours just from smoking a joint. Let a whole industrial estate. This to me, it just seems a bit like, well, isn't there regulations saying that they should have that in there? It's like, here, here we go on. Like, Celadon was set up in 2018 
and his two business partners and about the for the about med for medical um, legislation sort of thing. There was one of the first firms in the UK to be granted a cannabis growing license. So far, twenty million has been invested on top of the thirty million value of their site. That's fifty million wow. pounds they've put into this facility alone. Just just wow. this facility. Without even sort of like them paying the staff on top, I assume. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and they're saying they're betting on big returns. Well, obviously, wow, kind of fucking... yeah, with money, kind money, of money. But you better yeah. be, yeah. It's like, yeah. So, I grow a plant and get put on a tag. These invest 50 million and get given a grant from the government, probably somewhere along the line. Right? The market expects the global medical cannabis industry generated in the US. 6.2 billion in 2020. Mm-hmm. A number expected to reach 53.88 billion by 2030. Well, well, man, I think um, they're a little bit off on that because I just saw a, a figure from Missouri's last year was 1.2 billion alone. So, yeah, their numbers are shy, I'd say, on, on those estimates of 2020, 2020, mm. 2030, kind of things like that. You know, yeah, and- they, they seem to be they seem to be lowballing the numbers for some reason. I, I'm kind of wondering if they want to keep those numbers low to keep maybe more people out of the business. Yeah, so I feel angry just reading about this sort of thing. Like I, I, my palms are sweaty because it just just makes yeah, me angry that like uh, they've fifty fucked. million. Like uh, this facility, I think there's this, there's one in Cornwall as well, which is similar. could be this one or similar. Like it's it's annoying. It's like. But yeah, why are these guys allowed to do it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're and not I, allowed to do yeah. it. And it's, it's like, we're exactly. not even allowed to do it for personal use. It's just for us. It's not even to yeah. sh- share with anybody or sell to anybody. You, it's just your own personal supply of cannabis. Yeah. And we are not allowed to do that. But these people can have these huge gardens and shit. It's ridiculous. This one, at full capacity, this facility will provide medicine for over 50,000 patients. But what that's roughly nine tons of cannabis they reckon they're going to produce a year. Lightweights. <laughs> I, I, I actually thought the same thing too. I'm thinking like you got that facility and you're only can pull nine tons. Really? <laughs> yeah. You know, fuzzies. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it is very frustrating though. Sorry, Billy. Yeah. So as it says here, everything we are currently growing is connected to a private clinic. Longer term, we're looking to develop and produce new medicines. It's like, well, what? You ain't going to be new medicines. It's just going to be like cannabis oils and edibles from different plants. It's like what's a new extract of the same medicine. Yeah, again, it's, yeah. Like, it's like fucking yeah. It's, it's all yeah, and I think all, I think most farm, of the logical stuff yeah, most of the hardcore cannabis old old community basically wants the whole plant, yeah. not you to dissect it and chop it into pieces. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't we but we don't even know the chopping what that does to it. So it's to me, it's just. A bit annoying, but it's, yeah, it's like it's also it goes on to say like beyond the secure doors is a growing space, cavernous rooms connected by a maze of concrete corridors. Plants and cutting to move room to room through their life cycle. So just like most people would on like a day, it's like done normally. So I bet everyone yeah. can full. It says like everyone done in full body scrub. Like if to me, this I'm gonna stop here sort of because it's just. Yeah, Billy, calm down, man. Jesus, bro. (laughs) We have to freak out more, man. Gosh. Now, they they actually do use the full body scrubs or, you know, uh, uh, moon suits in some 
uh, cannabis grows in some states. It all depends upon the regulations on how clean it has to be. Yeah, um, and, and, and again, all this article goes on like David Nutt's in it and it just mentions his, all the stuff he's done, obviously, like the epileptic kids and shit. And but it's just mm-hmm. like, it's the same shit over and over and over again. But it's just all it seems is these big businesses are allowed to put in millions and millions to then take millions out, all while everyone else just suffers and dies. And, mm-hmm. and, and you know, the the bullshit thing as well is these people have essentially hired the government to send out their goons to go and kick off the door of anybody yeah. who tries to compete with them. It's Basically, fucked. yeah. It's fucked. Yeah. Well, you ain't giving me my fucking money for my drugs, mate. You I ain't mean... growing your own. Just a quick shout out to that uh, mad dog in the chat there. It says, uh, Billy Rant. Love it. <laughs> you know what I'm Taking some of the pressure off Mackie. I like it. But a quick shout out there to um to Brad Bamcord there as well in the chat. He said, love this show. And John Colson said, it is the best. Nice. Thanks, lads. Yeah, glad you're enjoying the show, man. But, uh, but again, yeah. it's just I'm just trying to highlight there's another facility popping up in the UK to grow medical cannabis. But like, they want 50,000 people. It's like, well, we do need these facilities, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. change the laws so everyone can benefit from it right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then you'd even earn even more billion because not everyone's got that fifty million to invest, have they? Well, I think this so, is a uh, or the la- good... or the land in the UK. To be honest, to get the facility in the UK is impossible. Do you have an acres mm-hmm. and acres of land to build a big warehouse? And... Well, you know, yeah. what we all really want is, a, is the ability for these patients like you and me to be able to grow their own legally yeah. at their own home. Yeah. That's, what we, that's exactly, what we really yeah. want. And, and for someone, Joe Bloggs, to go and buy it from a shop because he wants it. You know what I mean? Whoever the pharmaceutical yeah. companies can, can have their hands in that as well. If they want, people will or won't buy it, wouldn't they? So it's like, well, Billy it's mentioned there about for... um, taxes as well, how, how much taxes. And that's a nice point where we can segue into this news article here from the uk as well where uh, richard branson is getting involved you know that guy remember that guy the virgin the 40 year old virgin is that that him Uh, he said uh should britain legalize cannabis virgin boss richard branson thinks so okay yeah and petitions of hundreds of thousands of people mean less than just what this man has to say apparently Uh, Virgin boss Richard Branson has appealed to the UK government to legalize and regulate cannabis, claiming it would save lives and bring in more tax. That's about all you need to fucking know, really. You know, (laughs) his article continues, but pretty much it's the man's talking sense. We go on about this every week. This is uh, a saving lives. Yeah, I mean, this is a big part of it that's saving lives. And it's like, but weed doesn't kill anybody. And it's like, no, but the fact that it is illegal increases gang activity in certain areas and that's where it's saving lives you know we have a terrible knife crime epidemic going on here in the uk and gang uh gang crime gang related crime is a cause of a lot of it and that would be reduced massively if cannabis was legalized and regulated properly but you know they don't want to play like that so uh, th- this article here continues it says the entrepreneur and tycoon uh, tycoon penned a heartfelt blog saying the move makes sense and that the efforts to legalize it are are ones he has long supported has he i'd like to find out about that you know do some research into it and just see what his stance was say 20 years ago see if he's really been a supporter of cannabis for very long 
Uh, Branson said he backed it because it would wrestle control from those in charge of the illicit market, including gangs, which would reduce harm and ultimately make people and communities safer. Okay, I would have to agree with that, though, because any state that I've visited that has a legal recreational cannabis, uh, well, even though there is or illegal uh, sales, you can't really compete when it when there's a legal cannabis market in there. It becomes hard for these these uh, illegal things to make huge profits, and mm-hmm. so the illegal market shrinks. It's yeah. still there, but it doesn't thrive. Is the right. last monkey? Is the illegal market there sort of more like just Joe Bloggs buying something in his garage and being able Pretty to knock much. it out? Because yeah, yeah. So, so, so it's not that, it's not cartels. It's just some dude and exactly. money because he can't afford to live. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. It with would that, it would be too expensive to bring it in in bales and in secret and stuff like that. It's already legal there. Yeah. So usually in in those kind of in unregulated markets, it's local growers most frequently yeah. that's just selling it some excess. Man, just um, give him a fucking it, license and let him sell it out of his garage, right. man. If people don't like it, they don't like it. They don't want Mark, is, is it pretty much the same way there that, you know, the illegal market is just some guy growing on his own? Or do you have actually huge corporations or gangs growing? You don't have corporations, typically, I don't think. But I think right. there may still be some gangs from what I've heard. Like people have said, because there's still um, there's a lot of dispensaries on reserves. And I've heard okay. that sometimes they'll buy weed from biker gangs, which are still pretty prevalent in Canada. But I don't know the veracity of that. I think it still is a lot of people just growing their own shit and selling the excess. Mm. All right. Oh, sorry, Mac. I didn't mean to, 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 to go there. But it was yeah, what's with like the tangents? Jesus. What's well, kind of like high on homegrown? It's what we do. Oh, gosh. You know? Uh, I'll carry on here. It it says, uh, this comes after it was reported by Politico this week that while Rishi Sunak's government is looking to effectively ban smoking, he might look to relax cannabis farming regulations for medical use. I wonder why that could be. Hmm. Hmm. And we reported a news article on the YouTube channel this week. It just uh, put a random live stream up. It's about 10 minutes long, and it's reporting Victoria Atkins, whose husband is the owner of British Sugar, that grows medical cannabis is now the house secretary here in the UK. So, you know, no conflict of interest or anything, no crookedness going on here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. Say nothing and move on. Possibly think that Branson may actually see an opportunity here and kind of lining up a few things and just saying, you know, he's probably got shares in it already. He's going to be ahead (laughs) of it. Before he's come out and said this, he's going to got shares in something because he knows by him saying something like that, he's going to improve the price of the shares of any particular cannabis company in the UK. Damn, damn. That's what I would think. That's what I would do if I was him. A lot of these new ones, they I would. It might be even own the land or the warehouses, yeah, as well. We've got to remember they the land in the UK, which is where the money is, being the landlord for these businesses, Mm -hmm. you can charge them extra. So we have here as well, uh, there are there have long been calls for the UK to legalise and regulate the drug to follow the European countries which have done so. Like which ones? Uh, also in a bid to prevent the use of harder drugs. Again, the whole gateway drug bullshit. In June 2022, a report suggested that the UK's cannabis industry could be worth more than £1 billion by 2026, while London Mayor Sadiq Khan had previously spoken about being open to its legislation. That was when they were talking about decriminalizing the possession of cannabis in London for anybody under the age of 24. I don't know who comes up with this shit. But anyway, in May 2022, during a visit to Los Angeles, he met with the members of the police force, the the LAPD, 
the public health officials and licensed sellers as he announced the beginning of the fact-finding commission into decriminalization. The illegal drugs trade causes huge damage to our society and we need to do more to tackle this epidemic and further debate around our drug laws, he said. Uh, the, he added the UK's drug policy wasn't working and politicians need to learn from others in how to tackle it. According to ITV News this week, 6.5 million people in the UK are using CBD products such as oils, which are legal. The industry is now reportedly worth 300 million with experts branding current laws ridiculous because products from cannabis flower are illegal regardless of whether it contains a psychoactive THC substance. Uh, some of the proscribed CBD products, that's what he says, proscribed. It's supposed to be prescribed. Prescribed? I don't know what it is. Wow. Anyway, yeah. some users of the proscribed CBD products have spoken about having their houses raided and being arrested. Branson said he's part of a global commission. I think the WEF is what he means. <laughs> Uh, he's part of a drug sorry he's part of a global commission on drug policy stating his views that no one should be criminalized marginalized or stigmatized for simple possession and personal use of illicit drugs i couldn't agree more mr branston so branson not branston not like the pickle that's a good shit as well. you know branston pickle and cheese yeah, and crackers no, you guys get branston that. oh you don't no. you don't have branston pickle no clue no no, oh Jesus! No, you have to get God. some. You, you always go on at me. You got, you got to try this new food. You know, got to eat this <laughs> insect ass. <laughs> no, you got to try the best and pick all cheese, man. The chunky God. version, the original chunky version, mm, not the, the mm. sandwich spread one. Yeah, and that's some good shit, man. Oh, yeah. Anyway, you're getting <laughs> distracted now. Talk, I want some fucking pickle and cheese now. Time out, Becky's got to leave. Got to go get pickle right. and cheese. We'll be back in twenty. Yeah, join us in 20 minutes after a short break. The Virgin Bus also argued cannabis being illegal means providers sell stronger strains. Oh, don't ruin it now, Richard. You always doing well since you started chatting this shit. Uh, yeah, so the Virgin Bus also Stop argued me. cannabis being illegal means providers sell stronger strains, which are more dangerous because they get higher returns. Pleading with the government to change course, he said, the only effective response to this dilemma is to decriminalize and legally regulate cannabis, offering not only greater transparency and choice to consumers, but ultimately greater safety. And this article does continue for a little bit longer, but I think that will do. I mean, it, it says everything right there. There's nothing really to add here. Yeah, but it's, you uh, know, that, that whole thing about illegal, stronger means more dangerous thing. We've mm -hmm. said it yeah. too many times. That's not real. That's and now I'm mm -hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. What happened to his fact-finding mission? Exactly. I don't know. Where's your yeah. evidence on that one? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 been said so many times. I think it's just become you know one of these uh, urban myths that everybody believes now. Oh, that's strong. You better be careful with that. I would say, yeah, for a new smoker, you want to be careful mm -hmm. with that. But for an experienced smoker, they pretty much understand if it's stronger, you're going to get higher faster, so you're not going to use as much. Big deal. Mm. Mm -hmm. So do you think uh, is he is he suggesting they de or decriminalize or legalize in the UK because he's hoping to cash in? I, I think so. Uh, well, I, I don't know if I don't know what his motives are. You know, I wouldn't like to try and uh, suggest that I know what his motives now? are. That that's the thing, isn't it? It's like you've had all this time to speak out. Right. Sees money making opportunities, in my opinion. That's what I would I would think. But I don't know. Maybe yeah, he's just suddenly seen the light. Maybe he's just 
smoking a couple of joints in, on one of his always islands. always been in favour of cannabis. Just, I'm he? not sure why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, probably twenty years ago, he's probably come about. Sure. Right. Maybe okay. it's maybe it's but a skeptic always, in me. But every time yeah. I hear a, a millionaire or a billionaire say that they're becoming turning in favour of cannabis, I always say why. He's, he's always been on the side for, for both Better reasons, but he does not know it causes trouble. But for the money, sure, he's, he's yeah. free the money. Right. Yeah. We said it much. Oh, I was just saying that they're always just like it's better for the people, makes the streets safer. But really, they're like we just want the money. We're just well. To I I did hear something uh to those lines though recently, and it wasn't from from a a, a wealthy uh person. Basically, this was the governor of Hawaii came out recently and said that he is he's openly supporting recreational cannabis legalization because he believes that making uh recreational cannabis legal. I want to. I want to say it like he, like he did. Something recreational cannabis could offer an up uh, a uh, alternative to to the bad drugs on the street. Mm. It's like, yeah, okay, I know what you're saying, Mister, and I can't really argue against that. You know, I'd rather see somebody experiment with cannabis than than heroin or something like that. But hundred oh, percent. But it's interesting to see that we have a politician that's now coming out and telling I mean, another state governor is coming out and saying, look, if you send me a bill, I will sign it instantly. Not a problem. And by the way, this is this would be good for the community. And this was in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. So it's not legal there yet, then. No, they had a they had a bill that died on, on the way out. Uh, you know, it's just they couldn't get it passed in, in, into his hands, but they're trying. Hmm. This, this is a, a nice way to section the segue into the next news article from Monkey Do because there's been a vote that was supposed to be passed in Washington and it didn't get a vote. What was the story there, Monkey? Was it? Uh, well, you, you know, Washington State was one of the first states in the United States to go uh, medically legal and then eventually go rec uh, recreationally legal as well. Mm -hmm. But in a rush to get the bill through into a recreationally legal situation, when they passed the bill for recreational legalization and adult use, Homegrow was not included in that. And oh, ever since lame. then, it's still not there. So we're still going on and on and on. And we're still trying to get Homegrow for recreational users legal in Washington State. Now, it is legal to, for Homegrow for uh, medical patients with the proper license. So before we even get into the article, this, this is referring to adult use recreational Homegrow. So it says Washington State cannabis homegrown proposal dies in House committee without getting a vote. Okay, adults in Washington state who grow cannabis at home will continue to face the threat of felony charges, at least for another year following a House committee's failure to advance a cannabis homegrown bill ahead of a legislative deadline this week. House Bill 2194 was not called for a vote in the House Appropriations Committee before the February 5th deadline as for bills to pass out of the fiscal panels meaning it's no longer eligible to move forward. The cannabis home cultivation measure passed out of a separate House committee last month. The lawmakers on both sides of the aisle said that they were wary of the change. I don't know, well, know what, why these lawmakers are scared to give these recreational growers the right to grow. I mean, they keep saying they're scared of the change, but they won't say what they're afraid of. That's, that's crazy. Washington was... Go ahead, sorry, March. No, sorry, I just said that's suspect for sure. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's somebody's somebody's got money being made here. That's all I can mm -hmm. say. Uh, Washington was one of the first U.S. states to legalize adult use cannabis, passing a ballot initiative in 2012. 
Growing cannabis for personal use without a state medicinal card, however, remains a class C felony carrying a fine up to five years in prison and a $10,000 fine. Wow. Legislator, that's, that's severe, isn't it? For growing mm. a little bit of, of your own medicine in your own house, you can go to, go to jail for five years and cost you 10 grand. Is that, who does no. it even benefit? You know, what, what, was, what was the what's the point in a prison sentence like that? It's ridiculous. Well, yeah, that fucks up your whole life too for mm-hmm. like the rest of your living days. Yeah. Is that a mandatory term as well? Like you get that no matter what, like the judge. No, this think about this it. says up to. So that means it's oh, you know right, that's yeah. your maximum sentence right there. But what I found is discretion. in most states, if, uh, in the United States, even though you pe- the world thinks that we are softer on cannabis usually there are penalties that can be imposed state where i live the, the number of dollars and fine would be fifty thousand, and the years in prison probably would be higher than five uh but yeah these these penalties do exist across the board in, in states in the united states so this is not unusual and it's you know we're not we're far from being uh friendly to people who don't who break the law with cannabis still so you still got to be on the judge's good side, or if he's got to be in a good mood, like like he's just like woke up to a nice morning with his missus, or just landed from Epstein's Island, sort of happy mood. <laughs> it's, it's highly possible, Billy. Yeah, and I will also say that you know I'll admit this point blank that yes, it, it depends upon the color of my skin and how I am dressed and who my attorney is as to what punishment yeah, yeah. I would get. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say yeah. it, but it, but in America, this is still just a fact of life, uh, just the way it is. So legislative efforts to allow personal cultivation stretch back to at least 2015, but all about so so far each has failed. Lead sponsor, Representative Shelley Kolbla, Democrat, did not immediately respond for a request to comment. The bill is actually a long time coming, Kolbla said, co-colleagues last month in the committee hearing. This is something that many other states have done, and it's time for us to do it as well. If passed, H bill, House Bill uh, 2194 would have allowed adults 21 and older to grow up to four plants per person with no more than 10 allowed per household. Okay, fair, you know, but I think I, I like the one that we, what was the state we were in uh, recently that had was like six and 12. I like that number better mm-hmm, than, than, mm-hmm. This, than the, the four and 10 numbers. Among the Democrats. Yeah, I forgot who that was. I can't remember who um, that was. Oh, that was New York. That was New York. That's what they right. were proposing to allow right. when they go in there. And also they were allowing uh, allowing up to a five pound possession limit, which I think is excellent because mm-hmm. on yeah. patients, some patients are going to need that if you're making RSO and whatnot. So, yeah. Among the Democrats to speak out against the proposal was Representative Christy Reeves, a Democrat who said last month that a lot of unanswered questions in this bill with serious unintended consequences. Now, they, they didn't say what these unanswered questions are, you know. Specifically, Reeves said that the bill failed to envision how discarded plant material will be disposed of after marijuana is harvested. She recoiled when a commenter suggested you could simply put it into a compost bin saying, I don't know if you're helping the argument with that correlation. Thank you. Now, wait a minute, guys. Yeah, what do you do with your old plant material, guys? I compost it. Well, then what do you do that with any like plant, discarded plant material? Like yes. rather weed or some other, I don't know, plant of some kind. <laughs> like, well, what's the, on the compost? I don't understand what, what the guy guy's problem is or uh, the person's problem is with this because when a when a cannabis plant in the nature dies, it falls to the ground and it rots and becomes compost. So what's the big deal here? We're just doing what nature does. And how else yeah. are we going to dispose of this thing? What are we, what are we going to do? Entomb it in concrete uh, coffins and bury it? 
I don't, yeah. I don't get, I don't get the problem here. I really, really don't. Okay. Uh, first of all, maybe, oh, well, maybe they think you can get high by smoking the stems or something. Like eating the soil after it's been turned into <laughs> commerce. And be like, no, the children might eat the dirt and get high. I don't know. I'm around a composter, obviously. I think oh, I used to eat that when I was a kid. I'm laughing right? at this one so much. It's yeah, crazy, but you think about this. Yeah, nuts. Well, most of the time you're eating dirt, Mackie, but seriously, most kids. What's that supposed to mean? Jesus. <laughs> I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I ate my fair share of dirt too, but none of it usually came out of the compost bin because that's like fresh. <laughs> a little too fresh. Mm. A little too fresh. Earthly. Fresh. Uh, okay. Well, sorry. Yeah, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> Reeves also noted that despite supporters' claims that fewer people would face criminal charges if home cultivation were legalized, there was no guarantee that black and brown people still wouldn't be discriminated, but wouldn't face discrimination by law enforcement. Well, if they if you if you legalize it and they're discriminating against black and brown people, then that's a law enforcement problem. It's no longer a law problem. That's right. A law so don't change it just in case they still face discrimination. <laughs> like that's. Yeah. That's in different. other words, I'm sure they're facing it now. So what's the what's the big 100%. deal? <laughs> this guy. The hypocrisy in the article is just, I mean, it's there. Uh, there's a lot of things that aren't legal, but don't minimize black interaction with law enforcement, she said. Actually, sitting in a line at Taco Bell has resulted in black people's death. Standing outside a grocery store smoking a cigarette has resulted in a black person's death. Well, you know, I'm sorry, but it's you could you could put black, white, brown, yellow, purple there because it's a stupid statements, people, you know? Yeah. Know. People yeah. people die in their sleep every day. You want to put that in the article? That's, he's making no point here. Uh, Colbert said others who spoke to the bill's defense said it stands to reason that a fewer people would, uh, would have interactions with law enforcement if home cannabis cultivation were legalized, but would likely reduce criminal consequences for black and brown people, at least in absolute terms. But they acknowledge that even as cannabis arrests have dropped across the board since legalization, racial disparities in law enforcement have remained. Again, this is not a law problem. This is a law enforcement problem. So I don't see why they're, they're balking at passing a law when it's not an issue for them to deal with, but issue for a different department. When it's a training and education problem. Yeah, really. You know, somebody needs to have a good talking to or, or, or worse, if you will, you know. Um, on the Republican side, lawmakers raised worries about illicit cannabis sales and access to cannabis by minors. Representative Greg Cheney, Republican, asked proponents for a price estimate of what a single plant would be worth kind of on the open market if you, if you want to sell it. So what kind of question is that? You know, guys, you're in, you're in Washington state and the guy wants to know if I had a cannabis plant, how much do you think it would be worth? OK, so. Uh, if I got a runt, that thing is probably I'm going to get a, maybe a half ounce off of it. it. Wouldn't be worth a whole lot. Or if I'm going to go outside and grow a tree, then that's going to be worth a whole lot more. But the whole whole point is, I don't. What does this have to do with passing a law for home grow? It doesn't really because the price is. It's not the same when you can walk into a store and buy it as well. I get it, like, and that's a you know, kind of so kind of. People. Going into that, the next response was, we're not going to sell it, responded Don Sykley, a founder of Home, Homegrown Washington, which has long supported ex expanding the state's law to include provisions for home cultivation. So Washington's saying the same thing we're saying, Marge. He said, we're not going to sell it. We just want to grow our own. But right. the, the lawmakers are saying, but if you grow your own, you might sell it 
or you might give it to somebody else. Going, well, yeah. Well, but... would I be able to give it to whoever I want? Like, do I really need the state to get involved to tell me that I can give away something that I grew in my yeah, backyard? Yeah, basically, the, tomato? The, what they're oh. saying is, like, I don't want you to have the ability to make your own money without me getting my fingers in that fucking exactly. pie. Where's, where's my right. tax and my... God forbid mm, yeah. Where's my hard labor? Why am I getting my shit? Or, or I don't mm. want you to dilute my uh, my ability yeah. to charge people for this because you're going to give it to them for free. Yeah. It's like, yeah, there's a lot of... You uh, mean, we we can then, keep going there, on and on with And that. then they won't make money because you give someone else something for free. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> yep. But, I think that's yeah, what it's it all is. about. It, yeah, it, it seems to be... down to the money, literally. Yeah, and to keep using that toaster weed uh, theory, it's yeah. just like, no, it's not, it's not really there, you know? Speakers during the public yeah. comment last month were overwhelmingly supported the change. Most, including longtime activists, industry members, and concerned citizens, said it would allow consumers and hobbyists to become a better, to better understand the plant, ensure specific products can be grown without pesticides, and enjoy access to botanical form of the plant in states already allowed to be sold and processed, ready to use products. In other words, you can make your own without any additives. There you go. That's why we all right. want to do it. Just, right. I mean, the, the best way to, to make sure that you have clean medicine is to make your own, right? That's what I've always said. I know everything that's in that cannabis plant when I want to decide I want to consume it. Mm -hmm. uh, some also uh, cited evidence that a sizable portion of Washington's cannabis products have included banned pesticides, a problem they say has only gotten worse in recent years. Yes, and that's why we don't. We would rather grow it ourselves, people. We don't right. want the banned stuff. We don't want any pesticides in there. You know, one person who spoke during public comment last month was Pete Holmes, the former De Democratic City Attorney of Seattle, who helped lead municipal reform around cannabis possession in that city, and later backed the ballot push for statewide legalization. I want to emphasize that you're the first in the country to to confront prohibition and a lot of unknowns. Holmes said. Uh, the prime sponsor of I-502 back in, in 2012, I can tell you that we struggled with home grows. It was left out initially of 502 because we wanted to understand better the viability of the newly legal but heavily regulated and tax, taxed cannabis industry. So I think in that statement right there, the governor of, of uh, the state when it was passed is telling you that they left it out for financial reasons. This crazy. I hate mm -hmm. that. Damn. It has since become clear that Washington consumers deserve the right to grow your own for personal use. He continued, as many states that have legalized in the past decade as Washington have already done. Law enforcement, which has opposed the proposal in the, in the past years, took a neutral stance on the new measure. A representative from the Washington Association of Sheriffs and Police Chiefs said at a hearing last month that the group took no formal position whatsoever on the bill. So dead in the water, but... I kind of see where maybe they're gaining a little bit of ground here because at least the police department now is is not pushing against it. And you've got former governors now encouraging the people to maybe move forward a little bit more. But I'm going to have to be a skeptic and say I don't see this changing for the next year or two. Yeah, that's too bad. Those questions that those people were asking me were ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, they are. It's 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 almost, almost like they're not even uh, members of the cannabis community, you know, Marge? Yeah. Right. Stupid how they go to these people, man. It, it's just, it's a damn shame that they're so ignorant. So well, they're not going to get home growth by the look of it. You say for uh, one or two years, but you know how government works. This shit's going to be going on for a long time. 
Well, it doesn't look like they're going to get it during this session unless they have something new or an emergency come up like that. But, you know, I would love to be wrong. I'd love for them to prove me wrong. And I'd love to be able next week to come in and say, guess what? You got it. If they but, also looked around at like other legal states where home grow was allowed or in Canada, I mean, the dispensaries seem to still be selling quite a bit of weed, despite the fact that somebody can grow it in their house. Yeah, not somebody even... said it. I can't remember who it was, Mackie, that we talked to, but somebody said it really recently that we spoke to is that, yeah, no matter how how, how legal home grow is, you're always going to have somebody that is just too lazy to grow their own. Right. They, wanna... or they don't have the space or they, you know, they have roommates or babies or I don't know. There's a million reasons why somebody might yeah. not grow. I think you're always going to have the majority of the, of the cannabis that's produced is going to be commercially grown. It's just the way it is. Right. It's just, just like, like the tomatoes. tomatoes. Same right. thing. Yep. Yeah, we suppose you can say buy that. it at the yeah. farmer's market. You can get them from your friend who grew them and has too many. They don't know what to do with them all. You can go to the grocery store, but you have options and no one's like, oh my God, how mm -hmm. do you, you know, grow your own tomatoes in your backyard? Yeah. You can only grow four plants. <laughs> That's right. You can only have four tomato plants and you can only keep six, six tomatoes at a time in your house. Right. And don't put <laughs> the waste in the compost because I don't know what will happen then. Yeah, yeah. We don't know how to get rid of the tomato mm -hmm. waste. Don't My gosh, you got to think about that. Maybe you roam in the streets with any of them tomatoes in your pocket now. That's right. The children <laughs> may get, get a hold of those tomatoes. What are they going to do with them? Right. Mm -hmm. My gosh. Come on. When you, when you substitute those words, it really does sound completely ludicrous. It does. Yeah. Ludicrous is a good man. word. <laughs> well, that's so where we're going to go from here, man. Well, with the uh, for legalization, where do you go from here? I mean, it's like so you got a, uh, you know, they keep shooting it down and they keep wanting it. So, what do you guys think? What would be a good move for Washington to do at this point? I mean, we can't solve this. I'm just as hypothetical, just throwing it out there. Anybody in the chat? Got an idea? I mean, they keep this is this has been going on since for ten years now. They've been trying to get legalization. Ten mm. years. Wow, man, fucking hell, stupid. And Washington was the first one to legalize as well, like you said, wasn't it? One of the yeah. first, yeah. Yeah, and still going through the still going through the struggle, you know. Fuck. Well, and and you know, wow. we've talked to people that that always have said, you know, don't don't accept any bill if it's a flawed bill, don't take it because you know this is what can happen. Uh, just here, here's an example, you know. Wow. They accepted the bill for what it was worth, and the home grow is not there. Still not there. But if you're in Washington State and you want to grow your home, your own, just get a medical card. Mm -hmm. Right. The problem, yeah. the problem is the people in charge are making their own decisions for their own reasons. It's like, well, you should make a decision on behalf of the people you're in charge of rather mm -hmm. than your own bigoted or bribed position, do you know what I mean? And that's where we go wrong. But it's not the people in control of these bad laws. When you listen to the comments of some of these lawmakers, you would have to almost think that some of these lawmakers actually don't know anything about weed, don't you think? Well, yeah, the comments sure. that they're making, you know, it's just like like the compost comment is a great one right there, you know? <laughs> it's too funny. The problem is they also don't want to know anything about it. If someone sent them a big file of the truth, they've probably got it sitting in an email. And then they just won't even read it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, they don't get their mind. Kind of they won't it. even debate someone or listen to a podcast with it on. If you know what I mean, they just just won't entertain the idea that cannabis could be good. It's like no, it's bad. Fuck yeah. That's my and being pig ignorant. Close-minded. Yep, I get yeah. you. Yeah. Sad, sad situation, man. I hope I hope that they figure something out here. But like I said, in the meantime, I still know that cannabis is being grown and consumed in Washington State. So 
That's better than where I live. What happens if the USA legalize cannabis federally? What what would happen in the states that are still illegal at that point? Would you be able to be in possession of cannabis federally, but you'd still get prosecuted by the state? It depends, okay? Some states basically rely on the federal law, and some states actually have state laws on the books that deal specifically with cannabis. Uh, so it would be, it'd be uh, the states would have to, if the federal government tomorrow, my, this, I am not a politician, I'm not a government scholar, I'm just a stoner sitting here talking to you right now that happens to have been living in the country for a while, but I, as I believe I understand it, if the federal government legalized it tomorrow, the states would still have to do some legislation before it would be totally legal again, but would probably just roll over and play dead for a while because now you're going to have a hell of a fight legally, you know, Mm. it would make it a lot harder to win a case. All Mm. the states would still sort of decide on their own specific policy, wouldn't they? That's kind of how it works in Canada. Yeah, because each state has their own penalty set. You know, there is no federal penalties that the state of Texas or the state of Florida, the state of Georgia has that's going to be all across the board that if you get caught with with X amount of cannabis in any state in the country, this is your fine. Every state has a different situation. So, you know, the individual state law is there. It'd be different carry amounts sort of thing. One state are allowed 50 grams, the other one would be 28 sort of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's even it's even to, like that, yeah. and I've never had this enforced, but it's even written in some states that as a tourist I can carry around X amount, and as a as a resident you can uh, carry yeah, around yeah. more. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, and there's also you know, you have purchase limits, resident versus a tourist, and things such as that. So I mean, and I'm okay with that. I mean, because I I don't care how much I can carry around if I can if I can get more when I need it. I don't care about the limit. That doesn't make any difference to me. Mm-hmm. So talking about tourism in the United States and laws and things like that, I think I got a good segue into my next article here. Okay, cool. If you can move smoothly. March hasn't done hers yet, though. Okay, let's do that. Right on. So the one that I have is from the ounce.ca, formerly known as the Okanagan Z, I believe. And this is Sask Polytech and Mother Labs collaborate on Mildew Project. So Saskatchewan's Polytechnic Bioscience Applied Research Center partnered with Saskatchewan-based cannabis genetics and lab services company Mother Labs on an innovative project aimed at transforming the screening of plants for agronomically important traits. The collaboration focuses on the development of PCR-based molecular markers with specific emphasis on screening for mildew resistance in Mother Labs cannabis plants. Mother Labs approached Sask Polytech to explore the possibility of incorporating a PCR-based method of detection for agronomic traits into their breeding program by leveraging Sask's Polytech's applied research expertise. Mother Labs aims to enhance their breeding and screening capabilities. Our partnership with Sask Polytech symbolizes a significant stride towards addressing a spectrum of challenges in the cannabis industry, said Jordan Hanna, Director of Operations at Mother Labs. We are committed to this collaboration to advance our understanding and management of various cultivation issues, including but not limited to powdery mildew. And this relationship not only underscores our dedication to improving cannabis genetics, but also our pursuit of innovative solutions for the evolving needs of the industry. 
We look forward to the continued advancement and contributions this partnership will bring to the field of cannabis genetics and genetic development. Under the guidance of Research Chair Blaine Chartrand, Theo Oates, and Mitchie Knept, two students from the Bioscience Technology Program have played a pivotal role in this applied research project. Their primary responsibilities included extracting DNA from tissue samples and use, utilizing PCR-based markers to screen breeding lines for the presence or absence of specific genes. PCR tests, similar to the COVID PCR tests previously used for out-of-country travel, were employed by our students in the investigation of cannabis plants, says Chartrand. Specifically, our students use PCR testing to detect plants that contain genes for resistance to powdery mildew and to determine their sex for breeding applications. Preliminary PCR-based results were presented at the 2003 Applied Research Student Showcase last May, and it's quoted here, the poly polymerase chain reaction, which is PCR, is a method widely used to make millions to billions of copies of a genetic DNA sample rapidly, allowing scientists to amplify a very small sample of DNA sufficiently to enable detailed study. There are many benefits to students participating in applied research. Collaborating with other labs allowed students to gain insights into the cannabis sector through facility tours and firsthand learning experiences, adds Chartrand. Oates is a SASC Polytech Bioscience Technology alumnus who is continuing his education at USASC with a biology degree. He shares that nothing compares to the complicated nature of cannabis. It's a fascinating plant that is not well understood. Delving into the genomic analysis of cannabis holds numerous advantages, and we've only just begun to unravel its complexities. Oates volunteered to be part of the Mother Lab's applied research project during finals and shares that while the experience was somewhat demanding during a stressful academic time, it was undeniably rewarding. I was able to accurately determine the sex of 40 different cannabis plants using PCR tests. By the end of the research project, my confidence and my abilities had significantly grown. Blaine put a lot of trust into me and this research experience along with my training gave me confidence gave me the confidence I needed to enter a lab knowing I could do the job. Oates observes there are a lot of benefits to using cost-effective PCR-based tests to identify the sex of cannabis plants, including removing male plants to avoid accidental pollination. Other benefits include optimizing cultivation practices, improving the quality of the final product, streamlining production, and patenting genetic markers. The applied research experience enables Oates to help classmates with their studies and put them on the path for success. Uh, Connect, a second year biology, uh, science, bioscience technology student, also worked on the Mother Labs project last fall. Connect used PCR tests to see if plants were resistant or susceptible to powdery mildew. The work with Mother Labs gave me a better understanding of the work that I will do after I complete my diploma and gave me more confidence during my lab work. I suggest all students take every opportunity to do applied research work. work. There's something in here that I really wanted to. This article's almost ended, but there was yes. something aligned in here that was really, oh, maybe it's this next sentence. <laughs> I should just keep going. The significance <laughs> I hate when this... that happens. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> the significance of this applied project extends beyond cannabis agronomic traits with increasing demands for intellectual property protection in the cannabis industry. Having a genetic fingerprint on a particular strain is crucial. 
And that was it right there. So maybe we can talk about that afterwards. But as the project progresses, it is anticipated that the additional markers related to powdery mildew and other important disease resist resistance will emerge, further enhancing the screening process. So I think this was a pretty interesting project. And because we have legalization here in Canada, you can have these, you know, private companies like Mother Labs partnering with a university um, to do this kind of research. And PCR-based testing is kind of interesting because I guess that came out of obviously the pandemic and they're applying it to something interesting like being able to test for powdery mildew or sex supplant. Um, yeah, it's good that they have something to do with all them tests. You know? Right. <laughs> there would have been billions of those left over. Right. Yeah. And I'm not really sure how it works exactly, but... I just find it, the one thing that made me pause a little bit was just that idea about the demand for intellectual property protection in the cannabis industry. Mm. And that kind of gives me pause because I feel like if you have these big companies that are suddenly, you know, patenting, like, I don't know if that's happening in places. I've heard of that happening before, but I don't know if anybody's put a patent on any kind of cultivars or anything like that, like what that might do to the cannabis industry at large. Well, that there was a wasn't there a huge scandal about this not too long ago? Was Phylos was was uh, attempting to collect huge databases on various genetic groups, and uh, there was a you know originally they there was a bit pitched as a to try and preserve genetics to save things and make sure that it was going to be uh, community property and public domain, mm -hmm. uh, and then they found out that there was really more for their own gain. So I understand right. what you're saying, but do you think, I mean, personally, I don't think if, if this, these are genetics, this is not gene splicing. You haven't actually gone in and physically manipulated the gene, genealogy. You basically right. let, let a plant do what a plant does. And it made a certain, certain seed and a certain strain. I sort of feel like that's not patentable or shouldn't be patentable. That's just, you know, that's just plants. Right. So maybe know. it's just the PCR testing process that's patentable or... Um... I don't know. I mean, the, the, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of people out there that, that believe patenting genetics is, is right. I'm just not one of them. Uh, no. most, of the, most of the cannabis community, at, you know, us, are not, not the corporate community, believes that it, it, you know, the genetics belong to the people. Well, mm. I would tend to agree with that. And I think, yeah, the whole corporatization of it, that just concentrates all the genetics in the hands of a few people who can afford them. Yeah, yeah, a strain name I can say because that's your trademarked name. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Strain names. Yeah, yeah. I have no problem with with yeah. trademark strain names. I mean, that's copyrighted material. That's fine. Yeah. But for me to go ahead and kind of re, you know, it, that and then we're gonna go into into the question of uh, let's say that I've got some of these X Y Z genetics. Is it now illegal for me to use that genetics because they? "Quote unquote," yeah. have the intellectual property on that on that gene gene line to use that to breed into something else. Now, isn't that uh, what happened at one point with Monsanto, where they were yeah, doing yeah. that same thing to farmers, and then farmers couldn't like collect their own seeds; they had to buy them from Monsanto or something to that effect. That was mm -hmm. an African program that they convinced the African farmers, some of them, to switch over to the Monsanto seeds with the clause that they did not understand that they could not, they were not allowed to. Uh, continue the decades old practice of saving seeds for next next year every right. year like you said buy new seed buy new seed but i think right. that is so wrong it is on so many levels it's, it's so I mean, wrong. Didn't, didn't some it, of the products just not produce seeds as well so they couldn't yeah. Yeah, yeah there's something out there right now i'll give you an example on that one the breeder steve is is 
got a process that he's not disclosing fully right now that he can he can make a plant that will not produce any seed no matter what you do to it. Really? So it's on the horizon out there. He's figured a way of taking a clone and treating it so that no matter what you do, no matter what happens, it will never have a seed in it. Now, there's an, there is an application for that. Think about outdoor growths. You know, mm -hmm. you'll never you'll never have a windborne pollination on this. So you can have 100 percent weed uh, with no seeds in it grown outdoor. That's great. But at the same time, it also opens up this Pandora's box of, OK, are we getting rid of seeds altogether now? Right, which could be why he hasn't unleashed it into the world because Breeder Steve is still pretty cool with the uh, cannabis industry. He is actually releasing it out there in limited form, though. It's one of those things out there. Right. Uh, but it, but it's not a, a process that you can produce a sterile seed. It's where you can take a clone and make it produce sterile bud. So hmm. it's you know it's a little different there. But if they ever figure out how to how to you know, and there are people who are actually trying to bre uh, breed a seed uh, plant that won't make seed as well i mean it's it's scary what people can do out there you know we're, we're taking something that's supposed to be so simple and we're complicating the hell out of it yeah backblast said nature finds a way monkey haven't you seen oh. jurassic park <laughs> and i absolutely i believe that and i agree with it if there is a way nature finds a way that's jurassic weed and the other thing is, mm -hmm. cannabis home growers find a way. One of those things, you know. What I'm That's saying? right. You know, <laughs> the a, community finds a way. Here's an interesting comment too from Brian Post in the chat in Alberta. Monsanto was suing farmers who had GMO wheat blowing into their fields because it blew in from their neighbors, and they didn't want it, but they still had to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Which is Damn. the problem you have with that kind of those kinds of policies. Yeah, it's kind of scary shit. Yeah, anytime you have a you know huge corporations like that with mega billion dollar lost lawyers and stuff like that, you can't fight that. It's just no, it's mm -hmm. nearly mm -hmm. impossible. These corporations are just there to protect their own assets. They don't really give a shit about anything else. Their own ass what? Yeah. Well, I said That's assets. <laughs> Wherever you like. <laughs> so, so we got another one here. You want to do your next one there, Billy? I may as well then. Right here we go. Let's get Next angry again there, is, Billy. Yeah, it's it. Yeah. Aurora Cannabis still sees positive free cash flow by year end as it expands medical cannabis business. So basically, they're making more money out of it. Congratulations Aurora, to, to yeah, them. Congratulations, Aurora. Yeah, well done. Yeah. So Aurora Cannabis Inc. Um, TSX and NASDAQ. Is a TSX to be the Texas Stock Exchange? No. But their shares moved higher mm. in the early trade on Thursday after their Alberta-based medical cannabis firm reaffirmed that it is on track to achieve positive free cash flow by the end of 2024 calendar year. With a fiscal third quarter financial result that demonstrated the strength of its medical cannabis segment. So even more and more money they're making as it seems. The company will also announced that it will become the largest global medical cannabis company operating in a national legal market following its acquisition of Med Relief Australia, the company's wow. strategic partner since 2017 that holds the number two position in Australia's medical marijuana market. Sounds yeah, a bit like a monopoly bit. to me. Jesus. So you that a little bit, don't it? Eh? It extends the acquisition to be immediately accretive well, to its adjusted earnings before interest taxes. Deputation, deputation, and 
fucking something else that I can't pronounce, amortization, um, which will allow the company to accelerate towards achieving positive free cash flow by the end of the year. So this will call up, which ends on December 31st. Aurora reported the revenue of 6.4 million, 6.44 million, up from 61 million. That, that makes sense there, does it? 64.4, they've got the dot point, the dot in yeah, the wrong man. place. Yeah, they, they put another so, dot in there for you, didn't yeah. they? So it's gone mm -hmm. up from 64 from 61 million, so they've earned an extra three million in, in, in a quarter. In a quarter, damn. Yeah. Uh, medical cannabis revenue grew by 16% over the year to 45.5 million on higher sales in Australia and Europe. Aurora significantly narrowed its net loss over the year from 62 down to 25 million. Wow. Mm. Yeah, they had profit the, the big loss operating. I Remember suppose they had reduced operating expenses. Where would they get that from? That's well, I think one of it, they had a, didn't they have a huge uh, amount of cannabis that they actually had to destroy? It had gone bad. Oh. Right, they must yeah. have got rid of one of the facilities or something, hasn't they? Something there, operating expenses. Yeah, Canada but, has been, had a history of overproducing their medical cannabis. Uh, so yeah. But again, like um, the medical like statement from uh, Aurora CEO Miguel Martin says, fiscal twenty twenty four is on track to be our strongest to date, driven by the continued strength of our differentialized business model and our focus on profitable global medical cannabis market. So that's what they're making the money on. Like everyone legalizing weed across like Europe and Australia mostly it seems. Mm -hmm. uh, international medical net revenue grew by forty one percent year over year, demonstrating Aurora's ability to reverse patient needs in markets across the world. Yeah, that's a lot of growth. Fucking ass. Yeah. That is forty one percent, isn't it? Mm. Everyone would love to see that growth. Everyone else is probably losing forty one percent. And further, the company said it expects to become debt-free later this month. So wow. that, 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 it's like, yeah. And they're, they're dealing with like mega millions, like we're talking. So that's going to be just pure profit from there on, then, mm. pretty much. So yeah. in third quarter, it reckons like 23 million in convertible debt, debt balance. So, like, their shares are up to 3.9%. At fifty-four cents a share. So if you got any money, seems like some of these. Businesses but I'm always, uh, yeah. This is not financial advice, everybody. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I would say I stay away from investing in cannabis businesses right yeah. now. They're highly yeah, volatile. Yeah, I would as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, and yeah, more likely to lose money. Damn. Yeah, they, they're not too many of them are making a lot these days. Mm. You have to wait for that right time. But Gotta wait for for the streets to run red, is what they say, isn't it? That's where the yeah. money's made. But all the sh current shareholders have just made a load of money. So if you've got money, you've just made money. You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. But Aurora's huge, then. They're, they're yeah. like taking over the world of cannabis, really, aren't they? They're just growing and growing. No, if you've got money out yeah, there and you can get a license, it seems like start a fucking little cannabis business because one of these fuckers would come over and buy it off you and you just go and retire isn't it? <laughs> yeah yeah invest, yeah, invest a million mm -hmm. run it for a couple of years they come along off you 10 million quid and you're like yeah go like, 
Yeah, this is the strategy that I know yeah. several several uh, states uh, where people would buy up cannabis, uh, either cultivation licenses or dispensary licenses, and they weren't really trying to keep them. But the, the same theory you're just having just right here, Billy, is some, future, somebody's yeah. going to come and buy it, buy you out, is what they were looking at. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. worth it's worth a gamble. It's like get the license now, you know, spend your ten grand now, get it, get yeah. get all the paperwork done because somebody's going to want it later when when they don't have any more licenses. Sure, it hasn't worked out that right well for everybody, but yeah, this is what they're thinking. Everyone used to do it with pubs in the UK and um, things like that. So when they get you like yeah. Mm -hmm. that, so. so what have we had so far we've had a uh, the should britain legalize and richard branson thinks so and uh, then we had a question from billy there whether the uk is even ready for legalization of cannabis but that was just regarding medical cannabis as well not even recreational uh then we had some shit where they not allowing home grow in Washington state, which is a damn shame. And that's 10 years after the battle even started. They're crazy how they're still fighting after this long. Damn. So we have a, we have a couple left. We got that one from March as well, where they found a use for the old COVID tests. Very cool. Um, uh, <laughs> so we have one more to cover and then we'll get to that that shitty news story. Oh damn, not that yes. one again. That's right. <laughs> I mean, come on, that just that that's 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 the article just stinks, man. <laughs> oh, it leaves a funky taste in my mouth. Oh, even worse. <laughs> oh, yeah, so we got one more from you, monkey, right? That one's it's story yeah, related. Yeah. Uh is it what now? That the story, the shit story, it's soil related. It, it is actually, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Let's let's get off of that subject for just a second here. Yeah, yeah we'll this come is back a, to it. <laughs> this is a special Sunday here in the U.S. This this happens to be Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, and, and yeah. Total total yeah. tangent right here. Great little spoof I saw in the news this morning. I, I had a little chuckle at this. Um, even though it, it it didn't really happen, they had one of one of these uh, sports. Uh, uh, Internet groups got together and hired a limo driver and sent him out to uh, Las Vegas airport with a Taylor Swift sign. So he's out there in his, in his limo yeah. driver uniform standing in the, in the terminal with, with a sign like he's picking up Taylor Swift. Just it, all it was was just just the, the, the troll everybody was going by. And so we had, most of the people knew it was a joke. But then, of course, you had other people taking it seriously, taking pictures with the limo driver. I can just imagine seeing this, like, oh yeah, like, like she's really gonna walk straight through here, you know. He was claiming his fifteen minutes of fame, as they say. Oh yeah, I think it's great though. But the guy, he stayed in character the whole time, and you know, and people said she really come in here. So I'm, his, I'm her ride. I'm here to pick her up. He never said yes. You're coming through, but you know, just the right leading kind of kind of answers there. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. that's pretty good. But anyway, <laughs> let's 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 go back to that Vegas airport and talk about that for a second. Forgot about that joint. Vegas Airport lets people dump pot. And this is nothing uh, super new, but uh, let's see. What happens in Vegas really can stay in Vegas. Tourists catching a flight out of Sin, C Sin City can now dump their leftover legal cannabis in metal containers set up at the airport. Yeah, most airports that I've, I've been in in legal states are now having what they call amnesty boxes or something to that effect. That's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> they have them at um, Amsterdam, though. It's shipple. Do they really? Yeah. Do you think they I get think. a lot in there? Uh, well, um, I mean, uh, Chad Westport recently posted something on Instagram or something like that. He lives out in a legal state. 
And he said, yeah, he checked out the, checked out the box and he said nothing but mids in there. It's like, yeah, yeah. Nothing, <laughs> worth, nothing worth keeping anyway, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, the, the 10 green bins dubbed amnesty boxes prevent federal transport, transportation agents from finding pot on passengers during security screenings. The drug is illegal in Nevada, but still banned by U.S. government. And the TSA yeah, employees yeah, are, I think you said illegal there. And the drug right. is legal in Nevada, right? The drug is legal in Nevada, but still right. banned by the U.S. government. So, yes, uh, that's the, that's what it should have been said. But, yeah, it's one of these situations there. It's like a, now I've been through airports and TSA agents are not specifically looking for cannabis. What they're looking for is things that would endanger the flight. Um, and passenger safety but if they just happen to scan your purse or have to go through your pocket or stuff and there's cannabis laying there they can't overlook it it's one of those things they won't go digging for it but if it's in their face don't right. it's not the, and besides and don't come back to monkey and say oh monkey that's not true they looked for it yeah some places they will look for it so you know, disclaimer i'm not an expert here you know one of those things the containers were installed just last week following a county ban on cannabis possession and advertising at McCarran International Airport in Vegas, aiming to keep it in compliance with federal law. They are all bolted to the ground and designed so the cannabis and prescription drugs can only be dropped in and not taken out. <laughs> so, so don't expect it to be a grab bag. Don't go over there and say, oh, I wonder what somebody else left. Now, well, I'm actually- Las Vegas, I don't know. What's that, the Marge, say again? What if you're just arriving to Las Vegas? You could have just- That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, we I've actually done this before in a, in an airport when people were arriving and we were leaving. I didn't do it. My wife did it. She actually asked people, would you like this? We're leaving and can't take it with us. And they take they took it. Oh, nice. so, <laughs> nice. it's one of those things. It's like, you know, she looked at somebody and just kind of like, we have to go and we're not going to use it. Would you like it? And they said, sure. Boom, done. I mean, it's one of those things like I'd rather do that. Either that or I'll leave it in a hotel room for the maid or something. But mm. I'm not going to use the amnesty boxes. I'm sorry. It's and you said you don't I mean, empty don't them. You can only put them in there. You know, <laughs> you've actually yeah. seen one of those things and it's all packed. You can't even fit shit in there anymore. Come on. Dude, I'm sure that the boxes are damn near empty. You know, so I'm just yeah. saying people, yeah. people don't go up to the airport with a half a pound of weed. Oh, I can't <laughs> take this on the flight. I'll have to throw it in the box. Yeah. If they have it, it's probably a gram or two or something like that. It's, 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 it's a, they found it's in their pocket. Imagine the variety in there. Half of a yeah, roll yeah. or something like that, or you know, a quarter of a vape cart. That kind of stuff is what you're going to find in there. Usually, usually. Anyway, a transportation security administration agencies normally hand over cannabis-related cases to local law enforcement. Vegas, uh, Las Vegas police officer Adam. Ocampo Gomez said no citations have been issued stemming from the airport's ban on cannabis possession and advertising that was passed in September. The boxes are some are something travelers have seen before. At least two other airports in Colorado where recreational cannabis is also legal offer amnesty boxes. One of them is in Denver. I remember that one specifically. Uh, we are we are likely to be a, a bigger draw at Las Vegas Airport, which saw eighty, which was saw forty eight point five million passengers last year. Legal sales of recreational cannabis began in the state on July first and have exceeded expectations. Of course, they're going to exceed expectations. This is Sin City. What do you go there for? To have fun, Great. right? You know, enjoy yourself, kick out, and do things you don't usually do. That's despite a ban on consuming it in public, including the Las Vegas Strip. Hotels and casinos. 
Those 21 years and older with a valid ID card can buy up to one ounce of pot and use it only in private homes. Now that that's always been a problem there, but I'm I have heard about that that they yeah. because you can drink in public and you can smoke in public. Can you still but, smoke in all the hotels and stuff? Uh, most hotels uh, you cannot smoke. Uh, you cannot smoke cannabis in the hotels. Uh, even hotels that have smoking air smoking floors or have not allowed cannabis smoking in the rooms, from what I understand. That's why I find it surprising because I remember the casinos, you could smoke in the, like smoke cigarettes in casinos and stuff. Yeah, it's cannabis is being treated completely differently. But what I've heard and and recently on some, I've uh, watched a few shows and some, some different articles on Vegas, what they're going on there. And they say that in general, and I'm always skeptical about saying this. So people remember, I'm saying this is an in general, it's not your permission to go do this. But in general, the Vegas police officers say if someone is consuming cannabis in public on the strip, behaving themselves and just kind of being discreet, they generally just kind of walk by. Mm -hmm. They don't want they don't hassle right. people. And because mm -hmm. they realize it is a problem and that tourists are coming there to consume and they need something. So consumption lounges are, are starting, they're coming in. And there's even a hotel that is, is planned that is going to be a consumption hotel. Well, so. especially when like you can drink on the street and people drink openly on the street. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't know what the problem is with the weed. Obviously, the bigger problems the police are going to have are dealing with drunk people, probably, than with somebody discreetly smoking some weed in a corner somewhere. Yeah, it's usually the kind of guy is, is the more chilled out the dude, and the drunk is the guy who wants to fight everybody or something like that. Right. That's, a, again, generalization. Don't mean yeah. to, to, to offend anyone with those. But that's usually what I've seen is that a weed smoker wants to share his stuff, and, and uh, the drunk basically just wants to fight you for another drink. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> uh let's see uh the airport disposal box of clark, uh, clark county uh ordinance uh, airport boxes display clark county ordinances are clearly marked with a black bold front uh font stating disposal for prescription and recreational drugs they contrast sharply with nearby trash cans a contractor not police will initially empty the boxes multiple times per week and then adjust the schedule as a usage, usage patterns developed. Cruz said that the County Aviation Department plans to install 20 bins, but could only add, uh, but, could, but could add more. In addition to the, the boxes placed Friday outside the airport, three were set up at nearby car rental facilities. The My remaining- Oh, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm just curious, who's who's disposing of their prescription drugs? Uh, well, it's a contractor is all they're saying. And I kind of thought about that. It's like the contractor going through and said, well, I'll take this, take this, take this. What, what's, what's the deal here? You know, and and I don't understand. If they're, if they're legal prescription drugs, why are you disposing them of them? Yeah, well, like, you, you can't you take them on the airplane. They're your, yeah. It's your prescription. That's legal to transport. Right. It doesn't make sense. No, that didn't. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's, you know, the boxes, I guess it has to say legal or recreational. Illegal or recreational, it's one of those things. Hmm. Oh, no. that, that is kind of curious, though. I've never had any uh, TSA person, if I had medicine in, in my pocket or or a carry-on of any kind like that, they never they never looked at my medicine and looked at my ID to make sure it was mine or anything. It's like you're carrying your medicine. Big right. Yeah, it's prescription, so it's all good. Yeah. It's, it's not the green stuff. We're fine with that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's the way it is. 
Uh, the remaining seven, uh, seven bins will be installed in a smaller area, airports, uh, and other department-owned properties. And that's the end of the article. But anyway, so you can now have an amnesty box in Las Vegas. You know, good, good, good to have on Super Bowl weekend because I have a feeling there's going to be a run on a lot of cannabis being sold this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Super Bowl's on very, very soon, everybody. Are you all prepared for the Super Bowl? <laughs> oh, the puppy bowl's already over, man. Uh, so... yeah, so I don't even know what the puppy bowl is. <laughs> it's some stupid thing. I don't, and I don't, I've never even watched the whole episode of it. Oh, uh, it's, <laughs> I don't it's, 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 let's just say it's a commercial with dogs. Oh. Right. So oh. we have this, uh, <laughs> this, this shitty article no, that we've been trying no. to get to for, okay. the, for the whole show. Uh, this was a bit of a long news episode, so we'll get this wrapped up here. But I think there's nobody set to report on this one, so I think Margie is the right person. I'd be glad to. What happened, Marge? We've been holding <laughs> so let's find out what's been held in for so long. So this <laughs> comes. <laughs> you guys were a little slow on that one, but anyway, uh, shit, woo, that was a good one, Marge. That's fucking smart, man. Jesus, <laughs> sorry. Okay, no, that's okay. Uh, Texas woman defecates in pants to hide drugs during arrest. Yes, you heard that right. Oh, I'm surprised it was Texas. I was. I would have been not surprised if it had been Florida, but. <laughs> <laughs> Police say a Texas woman attempted to hide evidence during an arrest by defecating in her pants and using the feces to conceal drugs. Officers in Corsicana, about 55, 55 miles south of Dallas, were investigating a report of a theft at a grocery store on Wednesday when they attempted to subdue a female suspect and take her into custody. Police say they placed Shannon Martin in the back of a police cruiser where they say she intentionally defecated in her pants, then hid a crack pipe, 2.3 grams of crack cocaine, and a Valentine's Day card in her excrement. Oh, yes, be mine. <laughs> How much shit did she have? Hey, hiding a pipe in a cart? Are you shit? <laughs> that last detail is is. I have a real head scratcher, but then again, she was <laughs> crack. So officers had to sift through the woman's feces to retrieve the evidence after Martin was booked on charges of tampering with evidence and possession of controlled substance. Oh God, that's tampering bad. with evidence. That's bad. Oh, I don't understand though why the Valentine's Day card. Like, was there something incriminating in it? That that in, you know how, how much how much did she defecate to hide the card? I mean, I don't know. I just had there's so many questions. So what, many. why I hide don't... the card? Why was she trying to hide that? That's just I'm the saying... Valentine's Day card. <laughs> like, yeah, that part doesn't make sense. And tampering with evidence that does make sense because obviously that crack cocaine is no good for anybody anymore. <laughs> I know that might be some good shit now, much. <laughs> Oh. Like, man, I heard it was good shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's so Imagine, bad. I mean, I'm not no big fan of the police, but if that was your day on the job, <laughs> oh shit. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, the ability of this woman just to be able to, to crack it out like that, just go ahead and defecate on command, and, and then have have the wherewithal <laughs> show a Valentine's car and add a crack pipe full of crack in it. It's like just. <laughs> It actually just drops his shit, hides the evidence and things. 
They ain't nobody gonna go anywhere near that. <laughs> I'm not gonna touch it. You touch it. Oh God. And then oh she would just God. smell the whole time while they were in the lockup. Uh, They're not making friends that way. Oh God, no, that's so no. bad. Uh, yeah, not all heroes wear capes. Thank you to those officers <laughs> for cleaning up this shit. <laughs> Jesus. You never see anything like that, like on an episode of Cops or anything? You know, that would have been a good episode. <laughs> Jesus. Billy, you've been quiet here. You've taken your socks off. You like this story a bit yeah, too sorry, much. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was that's my favorite part of the act. That was I was rubbing my thighs and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh, defecation. That's yeah, my yeah. favorite. Yeah. Ooh. Also, I was actually I, I was scrolling through the list to see whose girlfriend that could have been, and but there's just too many of them out there to say. Oh, really. no. You'd have to do yeah. one of the wheel spins, I think, just to decide. Yeah. But... I want. How did they weigh that crack? Was that a? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. And was a... that a, con- a contaminated weight or was that a clean weight? Oh. I think. I think there's no way it could be uncontaminated because they would have got a hold of it after the incident occurred. So 2.3 grams was really 0.3 or was that Also, I want to know how big was the card? Was it one of them giant ones or or what? Was it a pop-up card? It was A4, A5, what we say? So many questions about the card. Was it signed? Who is it from? Did it have a badge on it? Did it have a badge? Yeah. Maybe it was from her dealer, and that's why she yeah. felt she had to shit on it. Yeah. Oh, oh that, that was that was the gift was in the card. It was the two point three grams inside of the card. Oh, maybe. Well, I love I love your crack like you love mine. Sort of thing, right? <laughs> yeah, you store store this crack in your yeah. crack. Is that yeah. the deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I just right, don't understand. Yeah. Crazy yeah. story. Yeah, what a shitty way to end the show. <laughs> How many puns can we get out of this before we wrap it up? You know? We could go for days on this, but I don't know if we really it want cracking. to. It's cracking. Proper crack. Yeah. But at the same time, everybody, uh, we, this news article, no, we just brought, brought to your attention all the poop and all, all that, but Valentine's Day card was also mentioned. Valentine's Day is coming up, everybody. If you haven't sorted that out yet, you know, do you think or get the cards and that. It's coming just a few days away now. So there's a nice so- reminder for you here. Yeah. Right. What a way to get reminded. Yeah, really, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you did that story. It reminded yeah. me. It's Valentine's that was a useful yeah. story. Yeah. You're it got loads of people out of the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all wondering how many roses they can stuff up there now. Like, I wonder if I could put 12 up there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Watch out for the thorns, though, Billy. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to deform them first, didn't you? Yeah. So deform them. Be like, Ta-da! <laughs> as a safety tip. I don't know. Is that a British vase or something oh, like that? Shit. Toblerone, because it's a bit longer and more triangular, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. That's all the news. I think we should That's move on news, to the outro. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. Good Jesus. And there we go, everybody. That's this week's cannabis news and events. And as usual, if you see any news stories you want us to cover on next week's episode of news, then do get in touch. Send us the link on Discord over on Percy'sGrowroom.com or find us on your favorite social network and just drop us a message there. Also, if you have a decent microphone and you would like to join us on the show sometime, then get in touch as well. It would be good to hear from you guys. And we would like to get just a few of you listeners on the show a little bit more regularly. 
that would be very cool so if you think that you are up for that then do feel free to get in touch don't be shy we look forward to hearing from you but as usual thank you for being here thank you for downloading the show just a reminder there that there won't be grow guides for a while we're only going to do two episodes a week for a short time but we will let you know when we figured out what we're going to do with the grow guide section but you're still going to get news and interviews every week so again thank you for being here thank you for downloading the show thank you for listening stay high stay safe and we'll catch you on the next one goodbye <laughs>